0: hey everyone and welcome back to the late late show we said that we were going to do it weekly but then i went and had a second vaccination jab on saturday uh jonathan was when i said that was going to happen jonathan was very uh very uh doubtful that i would be okay on sunday but i ignored his advice and guess what I wasn't very well on Sunday which is why we couldn't do the podcast and I wasn't very well on Monday and that is pretty much why the podcast never happened but we are here right now Um, so welcome back thank you for checking out the last podcast the views were great so here we are again and obviously he is with me the man the myth the legend Jonathan Kernan how are you doing today? I'm all good, man. Don't be worrying. I am a man. I am a myth, and I am a legend. So all these
1: things are factual information. So thank you very much for confirming that.
0: Okay, okay, very, uh, very confident, <laughs> borderline arrogant. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep going. Everything. You, you all good over there on this fine evening? Yeah, all good.
1: Finished work, work at four. Have the rest of the day. Seventeen degrees out, which is a rarity in
0: Ireland. So yeah, I'm delighted, and we're about to speak about Lakers basketball.
1: So great evening.
0: Before before we do speak about Lakers basketball, I just want to say that it is coming home. You know, I am very pumped. I'm very pumped. England beat Germany last night. The best win in my lifetime. Incredible. Still on cloud nine at the moment. So, yeah, I do want to get that in there. But you are right. We are going to speak about Lakers basketball. But I just had to get that in there for even 10 seconds. Of Um, course so,, uh, we're here to just speak about, is this a bonus episode? Is it not? I'm not really too sure. This is kind of a fitting in a gap that should have been last Sunday. So there's quite a few things that's going on in Lakeland at the moment, so we're just going to try and go through the trending topics at the moment. But before we do jump in, be follow to follow, be sure to follow. LA Lakers UK over on Twitter and Instagram. Go and look at our pin tweet for instructions for how to receive ten percent off your order at NBA Store and Fanatics UK, and that does include worldwide delivery. Um, also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a five star review on the Late Late Show. We really do appreciate that. Um, drop us a retweet when we when we share on social on, on Twitter. You know, it's much appreciated. It really helps the show grow further. Um, we have recently just passed 6,000 followers on Twitter, which is incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, I remember starting all of this and I didn't think it would get to 6,000 views and the engagement over the past week has been absolutely like through the roof, off the charts. So thank you all so much for for um, uh, just getting involved really on social media, especially on Twitter. Um, so yeah, the first topic, topic news, I'm not really too sure how we go about it, but let's call it, let's call it a piece of news. Um, so earlier today, at the time of recording, um, Woj of ESPN, uh, the man himself, um, said that the Lakers are signing, well, are hiring David Fisdale to join Frank Vogel's coaching staff as a lead assistant. Obviously, this is in replacement of Jason Kidd, who has gone back well back to Dallas, who has gone to Dallas, uh, to fill their head coaching void. Um, so that is the first piece of news. So I'll throw it straight over to Jonathan. What do you think about the hire, the new coaching hire?
1: Yeah, I it's a well, I, I I called it and once again. They can call me Darish Rose and I am not in But um no, I, I had a feeling that there was the Lakers were going to sign someone along the lines of David Fisdale. He fits the system in which Frank Vogel wants to run, Frank Vogel very much puts a heavy kind of emphasis on defense, and Fisdale is is capable on that end of kind of fitting into that system. He, he was previously in Miami during like the LeBron years there, and he was able to introduce the kind of the pace and space um, kind of offense into into the the Eric Spoelstra kind of way of doing things. But yeah, he's a really really solid signing. He's a player's coach. He's going to be someone that automatically gets respect uh, from the players. He fights for his players. He did that with the Knicks. He did that with Memphis.
0: Take There's that, no- data.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, he's he's a really, really solid signing. Uh, I think a lot of people were hoping for different names. Uh, I'd say Terry Stotts was one uh, that they really wanted but i think i i had a feeling fisdale was going to be the guy they have a pre i think they have a pre-existing relationship so um i don't know if they've worked together but i know that if they've i think they've worked together and lebron obviously would approve of them so yeah it was kind of a hand in glove fit maybe i i I'm, I'm of the opinion that he might not be replacing jason Kidd. i think he we might have another signing eventually if jason takes one of the other uh members of the staff but yeah i'm really i'm really happy with the signing he's very solid Has head coaching experience, which Lakers seem to love at the moment.
0: But yeah, really delighted. What about you? Yeah, so I mean, I don't have too much of an opinion on it, to be honest with you. I think he's kind of just filled in a gap. I'm not, I'm not like over the moon with the signing, but I'm not like you know down in the dumps with the signing. You know, he's 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 worked alongside LeBron, uh, who was over in um, obviously Miami for, for. 2008 to 2016, I've got here, and that that covers the entirety of LeBron James's five-season stint there, uh, which was obviously a very successful one, resulted in championship wins, and like you said, resulted in um, in like a change in like a change in system, like uh, which shows that he can work under a setup and adapt. You know, it shows adaptability, which I think is very important, uh, especially in today's NBA, where you know every season is just completely different to the last um and it's obviously the game's ever growing ever evolving so uh, that's that's good um head coaching wise obviously hasn't had the greatest of you know careers in, in that regard um you know he did well in Memphis if I remember early on but this is just off the top of my head um and then he had like a disastrous spell with the Knicks um remember i thought it was going to be quite a good hire for them when he, when he first went there um but yeah i mean i i personally wanted us to go for a more offensive minded assistant coach um and obviously fisdale like you said is very defensive minded minded so um you know i kind of feel that defensively we're good anyway you know the past season we were number one rated offense uh, defense sorry and then we were a bit stagnant and off on offense so i thought it was a bit of an opportunity to kind of bring in a bit of a you know offensive mastermind but obviously that hasn't happened or hasn't happened yet or definitely doesn't happen with this hire Um so that's kind of my only downside to it but you know um, he's now a member of the the purple and gold and we welcome him with open arms and uh, yeah let's hope he has a successful spell uh, here have you got any more to add on Fisdale before we move on
1: yeah I actually think fans are gonna love him he's that type of coach who like he wears his heart on his sleeve. Compared, oh, like obviously, Jason, but Jason Kidd. Yeah. we already didn't to a certain extent. Like he won a championship with us. Kept his head down, worked hard, did
0: what he needed to do, and now he's moved on to the Mavs. Congratulations to him. Which we we, we expected because he yeah. was in like every head coaching role, uh, like vacancy, like yeah. chat. You know what I mean? Like like I think he was even linked with the Orlando Magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, Abs-
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Like literally the second he signed. With the Lakers, it was like, oh, he's going to take over Frank Vogel's job, like you know, straight away. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, congratulations to Kid.
1: Yeah, but I think he's still, he's going to get automatic buy-in from LeBron, and I think they're going to see him on the sideline and going to see him a bit anim- animated and kind of tell things how it is. And he, the, he's, 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 they're going to love him. I personally think the Lakers fans are going to love him. He's a really kind of coach's coach and a player's coach, and he's just he's what you want as a coach someone who truly cares about the team and he, the team he's on and fights for his players and fights for his members of staff so yeah i think lakers fans are going to love him
0: yeah and uh talking about uh lakers fans uh loving um you know a member of the team you know cuz coaching uh, staff is a is a member of the team uh you know we're going to go on to a, a a player that um you know fans don't like really on the lake that's probably a bit harsh to be honest divides opinion a very good player but not a very good fit in my opinion and that is Dennis Schroeder because not long ago uh, at the time of recording a report came out that Dennis Schroeder is seeking a deal uh, obviously he's a free agent this off season in the range of a hundred million to 120 million Um, at first I thought the decimal points were wrong and it might have been 10 million to 12 million, but no. Pre-criminal. Yes. Uh a little bit more into it. I just went a little I just went a little bit silent then because that's an astonishing number that I don't think he warrants. But we're gonna get into that into a mo in a moment. That's why I paused. Long story short, he's not representing Germany this summer. It's the Olympics. Everyone's representing their uh, their nations. Not everyone, but you know, he could represent Germany. He's not doing that because it's you know he needs to uh, protect his future. You know, it protect, it's a big off season for him to to secure the bag, so that so to speak, and uh, so he's not representing his country. And it is the. Um, the uh, 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 vice president of the German Basketball Federation that that has leaked or suggested, uh, if it is true, uh, that he is seeking the deal within this range, 100 million to 120 million. <sighs> I'll fire this over to you, Jonathan. I yeah, I don't know where to start, so you can start.
1: <laughs> if it's a five-year deal at 100 million, which is 20 million a year, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be terrible if it's four years. He's high as a durass
0: ass if he thinks he's getting that. Like that is not happening. If it's a four-year deal, a, or if it's a sign and trade, he can sign whatever he wants. Yeah, You can sign a hundred to 120 million one hundred twenty million one-year deal. For all I care, if it's a sign and trade.
1: Yeah, it, like if if it's a four-year deal, you there-
0: that isn't possible.
1: Yeah, if it's a four-year deal, there's no way in hell he's getting a hundred twenty-five million to. <sighs> It'd be criminal to give him that much money. Like he just he simply didn't have the season that warrants it. Like he bet on himself, which is fair. As a player, you should bet on yourself to kind of do your best possible work and get paid accordingly. But he didn't. He didn't show up in the playoffs. He seemed very lackluster. He didn't seem to buy into a really a team dynamic. He was more so interested in his own individual numbers. He like he was a good on ball defender, but he had no interest in playing team defense. He just he didn't buy into what Lakers wanted to do, and like the Lakers in a in a rock and a hard place, they gave up draft consideration and Danny Green for him, so they're expecting like to potentially have him for long term, but he hasn't done anything that has warranted him signing long term, and it'd be very negligent of the Lakers if they were to say, "Well, we did invest in them, so we're going to invest invest money in them no. If you don't believe he's going to be a long-term part of the future, don't sign him to a deal that could cripple you financially. Like, I personally think they're going to make some um, a sign and trade. I think they're going to get their deals done. Yep. They're probably going to. I don't think anyone's going to be offering uh, Schroeder the money he wants. I think he's probably going to be left on the free agency heap a little bit longer than he'd prefer. I think the Lakers are going to try and get most of their deals done in like the first. Day or two of the the free agency, and then sign and trade him somewhere, preferably yeah. for someone like Lonzo Ball. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think he, I could even see uh, I leave it for another time, but I could see him going elsewhere and for a different player, a potential former star, not a real star, but a former star. But yeah, there's no way in hell he deserves 100, 100 million over five years. Maybe that's 20 million a year. I, I'm, I can live with that. Yeah, I, I would stretch at that. If it was four years, hundred to one hundred twenty million, no goddamn way. Yeah, like that. He's there, he's done nothing to to show he's a third star. He's done nothing to kind of solidify his position with the Lakers. He's been a decent piece, like very serviceable, but serviceable is ten to twelve, twelve ten to twelve, thirteen million like Kuz or KCP. Serviceable, yeah. like a quality starter. That's what you get. But if that's he's at that level, he's a quality starter, but he's not a be all, be all end all star. Like he does not deserve it. Doesn't deserve that amount of money. And obviously, bet himself, if he can get somewhere else, by all means, go there and, and get it. But I, I don't think he's going to get it with the Lakers. I think he's going to be left up a paddle on Schitt's creek without a paddle. Uh, personally, if he, if he, if he holds out for them numbers, yeah. So, what do you think?
0: I think that. Um, I think that like you know i don't i don't have a problem with dennis Frodo as a player i think he's a very talented player you know i was very happy when he signed with the lakers i was very excited when he signed with the lakers but he does a lot of talking he talks a lot he says that's tough a lot which is really annoying and i don't like players that talk and then they don't show you know i mean yeah some we don't we don't i mean i i expect him to score like I don't expect him to score over 20 points per game, but I expect consistency and I expect just hard work. You know, we're not talking about a player that he's not regarded as a good shooter, you know, at all. So, you know, maybe if, if, if his attitude is a bit questionable, but he can drain three ball as well as ball handle and thing like things like that. I think it kind of changes the discussion a little bit. I think you kind of just see how it goes, but I think he's a great player, but I just don't, I just don't think he fits that well. I don't think he fits that well. And I think, I'm not saying we can get what he offers elsewhere for a lot cheaper, because again, I think he's a very talented player. But I think we can just get a ball handler. You know, I think, to to be honest with you, I think, again, this is for another podcast, but the priorities of the off-season is securing and retaining Caruso and THT. That requires spending money to do that. You know, pretty much money that we don't have at the moment. So, why are we going to go and give Dennis Schroeder twenty to twenty two million a year and then you know and then we lose one of them, for example? you know what I mean, like I just think it's a bit i'm I'm not sure what what the uh the mindset would be behind such a decision, but obviously, in terms of the headline, he is obviously very confident of his abilities he wants to get paid, you know he'll probably thinks he deserves that money. I think he'll definitely get that money elsewhere. You know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure who's got cap space, but just like a random team like I don't know, the Knicks or the Bulls or something. Again, I don't know what their cap space situation is, but they will see him, they'll see a very talented player and they'll they'll be looking to maybe sneak into the playoffs in future seasons. Obviously, the, the Knicks have already done that, but maybe they'll want to consolidate their playoff standing, not contend for a title, but you know, consolidate playoffs. Um, you know for the foreseeable and he probably would be a very good option for that but we're talking about a team that want to contend for a title we're talking about a team that have got a very very limited window of title contention with especially with the age of LeBron especially with the you know the fragility of LeBron and Anthony Davis that if they fall I think at this stage we need to think when they fall because it's very clear that Injuries will happen again next season. I hope that they don't happen the same way that has happened this past season, but it's just part and parcel of the game. When LeBron or AD fall, or they both fall, or let's say they're getting rested, let's be positive. Okay, load management is a real thing. Schroeder just doesn't fill me with confidence that he's definitely going to step up in their absence. Um, And that's my problem. But the main thing, again, I don't think it's much about his ability. I think it's just about his attitude, to be honest. Um, And we need, like, the underdog mentality, not someone that's kind of walking around with their nose up in the air, you know, thinking, you know, that the job's done before it's done. You know, he probably signed in LA thinking it was going to be an easy ring and we didn't even come anywhere close. So, um, yeah, again, great player. I just... I question his attitude a little bit, and it's not the type of attitude that I would prefer to keep around under that salary constraint.
1: I'd agree. Like, above all else, like, in, to kind of round it up, I just don't think he plays Laker basketball. Laker basketball is all about team basketball, about sharing the ball, about working as a team, as like just giving your all and digging. Very- dig in deep and give it give it your everything you have, and he just doesn't. And I think us as fans, like we appreciate effort. Alex Crusoe is not the best player in the world, but he gives it his everything, and we love him for it. Like There's plenty of players over the course of Lakers history. I'm not going to name them all, but like there's so many players over the course of Lakers history that just weren't like the most talented players in the world, but they gave us everything they had. And with Dennis Schroeder, we can tell he hasn't given us everything he's had and he's had a bad attitude and he hasn't bought into the like the the way the Lakers play. He wants to do it on a more individual basis. And I think he kind of shot himself in the foot right from the get go, where he was like, I'm gonna start. Like I'm the start I'm a starting point guard here. And mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, I understand. I, I appreciate the confidence and I understand that, but you don't dictate things. You're not like a LeBron James, Anthony Davis level star. Personally, I I said from the get go, I think he was more suited to coming off the bench for the Lakers yeah. as like the the secondary playmaker, and he but he he pushed to be a starter. And while he did perform quite well as a starter, I think he would have performed equally well, if not better, as a sixth man. But yeah. he I think he just he started off th- things wrong. Didn't buy into kind of a team kind of dynamic with the Lakers. Didn't really endear himself to Lakers fans as he was just kind of talking crap the entire year. And I don't if they if they keep him, I hope he. Oh, hopefully he buys into the team dynamic. He kind of works on some of the things that he, he was lacking in during the season. And we keep we can be a, like a valuable piece going yeah. forward. But I just I'm I'm of the opinion that I think the Lakers. Kind of prove that they're a bit sick of him when they try to trade him for Kyle Larry um, over the course of like at the trade deadline. If they're happy with him, they would have they wouldn't even consider trading him. But they're tra- trading on to trade him for a guy who's in his late thirties or mid thirties, who only has like maybe a year or two left. That shows that they aren't fully invested in him, and they're right not to be. Like, and I think they're going to look for that sign and trade, come uh come the after uh, come uh, free agency. So yeah. Not exactly a great start for a Laker career. And I think I don't, I don't. think it's going to be a one-year wonder.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, if he stays, I'll be 100% behind him. You know, I'll kind of, you know, I'll support him because, you know, any player that plays for the Lakers, good or bad, I'm not saying he isn't bad. But again, uh, what how we perceive them, I get behind them. I support them, you know, so that's, there's going to be no question there. But just in my opinion, and it sounds like it's the same with with Jonathan's as well, I just wouldn't keep him under them constraints. If you're speaking about less money, definitely, because I think he's a good player. But just under that, you know, very heavy financial constraints, I wouldn't keep him under that. Um, And moving on from one point guard to another point guard, uh, there obviously has been the rumours of Damian Lillard being unhappy in uh, Portland. To people that follow Lakers UK, uh, I have been... Uh, actively recruiting uh, Dame to LA for a number of years now, to the point uh, where he actually responded to me on Twitter uh, on April Fool's because I tried to create a rumour. or oh, I did create a rumour. No, I don't think it was that successful. I tried to create a rumour that he wanted to join the Lakers as a joke. Um, it's actually quite a funny story. It ended up being on ESPN, Bleach Report, Sports Illustrated, Yahoo. It was hilarious everyone on our group chat Jonathan included were just absolutely crying our eyes out at how funny and how far the joke went it was hilarious so me and uh, well Lakers UK and Damien Leonard have a little bit of history <laughs> um, but it has been perceived that you uh, he is actually potentially un- unhappy obviously they've got a very questionable coaching hire um, and uh, yeah they're the rumors so We won't spend too much time on this because it's completely hypothetical. But the question is, if the Damian Lillard sweepstakes open and Damian Lillard is available for trade, can the Lakers acquire Damian Lillard? Do they have the pieces to acquire Damian Lillard? If so, how? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Um,
1: He's not attainable for, like, I think... If he does become available this window, I think the Lakers are in a very weak position. I don't think they have the necessary um, ammunition right now to land them. If I think he, I think if the Lakers have a strong off-season in terms of free agency and come towards the trade deadline, I think they'll be in a, a significantly more, uh, a significantly higher chance of getting them. But right now, no. I think there's too many teams that have lottery picks. That could potentially, like, I, I could easily see the Golden State Warriors making a like making a play for him and not having to give up Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, and that'd be like a, that'd be a stupid team, like it'd be so strong. But uh, no, not this time around. I think we are another window away, or another transfer window away before we have a chance again. If we do land some really impactful pieces um, this off season, we have a chance going forward, but not this not this time around. No.
0: Yeah, because um, it's interesting because it's where it's wherever Dane wants to go. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, you saw it with Kawhi uh, all, like a few years back where apparently he wanted to go to the Lakers and then San Antonio didn't want to deal him. Um, but then, for example, like Anthony Davis wanted to go to the Lakers. Obviously, I don't think the Pelicans really wanted to deal with the Lakers, but, you know, the Lakers went there. They, I'm not sure they offered the best package really i'm pretty sure there are teams out there that could have could have offered better potentially obviously brandon Ingram ended up being an all-star but you know just putting pen on paper you know i'm sure there's potentially more out there for them but they kind of have an obligation to you know fulfill the wishes of these players that have dedicated a large part of their prime and their careers to uh you know the to to buy into whatever they were trying to do in Portland, which was to probably win a championship. That was probably their ultimate goal, but it hasn't worked out. But I think you're right. I think you're right. It all depends on what Dame does and if he forces his way out and if he says, I want to go to the Lakers or not, we don't know. But I think if we get into a bid in war, I think we're going to get our bid very, very, very quickly. I think if the Lakers put their cards on the table, another team's just going to sweep in. For example, I think the Miami Heat probably have a better... um, uh, a better pile Chance. of assets. You know, I, they've probably got picks. I'm not sure how they work out, but maybe we can do a more uh, educated um, prediction moving forward. But obviously this ra- this uh, pick in uh, the first round this year, um, in the 20s, um, we can't trade until we draft the player. So obviously we would have to draft the player for Portland to then trade the player to them, which is effectively the first round pick. But then I don't think we can include another first round pick until like 2027 or something like that. And obviously the majority of these superstar deals hone in on picks, draft assets. That's what they, because you can trade them on, you can use them to draft potentially future stars. Um, But I think player-wise, salary, it can work. You know, you do Dennis Rhoda on a sign and trade, like 20-odd million. You put Contavious Caldwell-Pope in there, you know. You put someone like Carl Kuzma in there whose contracts are going to be ballooning up to 13 million next season. Just there, you've probably gone over. Um, I think Damien Lillard's on, on 37 million uh, this coming season. So they've definitely got the pieces. Um, but I think one thing which is going to be interesting in it is if the Lakers are really aggressive about it and Damien Lillard very serious becomes available and is very serious, is I wonder if we can move some players for assets. You know what I mean? So I wonder if we can, I don't know, retain Taylor and Tucker, like match an offer sheet, and then maybe trade him for some draft assets. Maybe we can get a first round pick for him or something like that, you know, because that way you could maybe kind kind of try and expand your pool of assets. You know what I mean? Um, uh, For example, like, uh, Montrezl Harrell, he's on a player option. So I highly doubt he's going to opt in to just then get traded. You know, he's not going to do that. But for example, if he was tied up, you could maybe look to move him on for a pick, you know, or, or, or something like that. So, you know, if, you, if Rob Palinka plays a little bit of chess, which we know that it's a game that he's very, very good at in terms of NBA, playing the role of an NBA front office executive, um, could we potentially expand that pool of assets uh, potentially, um, but is there the salary there to do it? Yes. Is there value in the assets there to do it? That's where the question mark lies. Don't you agree? Oh, 100 percent. I,
1: I, I, I think the Lakers are too high on Taylor Horton Tucker, and above to be completely honest, I think uh, Damien Lillard isn't going to go anywhere. I think he made it. He's made it very clear previously that like he wants to retire a. A Portland Trailblazer. And I don't think that's going to change. I think right now, he's just not pleased by all the kind of crap he's getting. Like, he's completely right. Obviously, Chauncey Billups had some um, indiscretions and he's been, he was, I think he was charged with sexual battery or sexual assault. I'm not, I, like, allegedly, I'm, none of this I can confirm. I'm not, I'm not going to speculate on what he did. But it holds a all, dark
0: cloud over his head anyway.
1: Yeah. Above all else, like, he, if he did then things, he should be reprimanded. If he didn't do them things, I don't know. I, I won't go any further about it. But um, he, like, he—he's absolutely right. He was six or seven years old when this, this all happened. Like, he was—how was he to be made aware of? And like, he wasn't—he's not going to ask about.
0: And this um, is Lillard, by the way, for anyone. Yeah, sorry. Damon Lillard yeah,
1: was... Dam, Damian Lillard's not going to be asking for about the background. He wants to know, like, is he a good coach? I know, I know, he's a good player. And when he became aware of what happened in the past with with Billups, he he didn't seem particularly that happy. Which I think
0: think was quite recently because I think he did some tweets or something and then someone became aware of it. And then he came back and he was like, I said what I said or something like that. I can't remember that in depth. But anyway, there's been a little bit of uh, friction with the hire.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think above all else, if the likes of Neil O'Shea and previous general managers and presidents of basketball operations across the league have done their necessary vetting and they deem that he's at this moment in time as a stand-up citizen and as a good coach and has, has just done things the right way ever since what, what he did, then maybe he deserves his chance. And I, he, maybe he deserves a chance to be able to kind of be a head coach in this league but i understand why fans aren't thrilled about it like we weren't thrilled about when jason kidd came and all the baggage he brought but again he worked kept his head down and did the the job doesn't mean that it was right to sign him and it doesn't mean that it the that the trailblazers signing billups is the right thing to do either but it's I, I'm, I'm sure they've done their homework on him and they, they've passed him okay. But yeah, at the end of the day, I still think Lillard isn't going anywhere. I think they're going to do enough to kind of appease him. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from, even if, I know he's a good friend of them I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from CJ McCollum. Like, they can get a decent asset for him. And if it's someone that can help them win, they'll they'll do it. And they'll do it with Damien's blessing,
0: and they'll probably so, get picks as well. So you know, a hundred percent, yeah. So like, so and they they will they, they'll, they'll put into them sweepstakes if that's available.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I I think they'll just put themselves in the best position to win, and they'll touch base with Damien the whole way. If they don't, then he's going to leave.
0: Yeah. If they, if, 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 maybe, if, maybe it's a bit like the book situation where they went out and got Drew Holiday, maybe they might try and. Be, be very aggressive this offseason Potentially depends if It depends if Lillard's decision's made or not We don't know
1: I doubt his decision's fu- fully made I'd say he's going to wait and see what they do And if he's just not pleased with it Then I think he might potentially ask for a trade But I don't think it's going to happen In this kind of over the next couple of weeks or so I think he's he's going to give them The benefit of the doubt He's going to give Billups the benefit of the doubt As a coach I, I, I easily see it going into the season If they're not Performing well, I think he hits the eject button and kind of says, Okay, I'm out of here. I think by then the Lakers will have acquired a few assets that would make, be beneficial for both teams to make the trade. But again, they're not inclined to do the Lakers a favor. Like it, it sounds weird, but it sounds like 95% of the league is considered Lakers the enemy because in some fashion they've beaten them in like a, a finals game or a a conference finals or a semi finals and they've just hold a grudge, whereas we don't think about them that much at all because unless you're like the Celtics and to a smaller extent the Clippers, we we aren't really kind of thinking about you that much. Like you're not you're not really a rival. Like you have to show up on a like a yearly basis to be a rival for us and it causes some trouble. Like San Antonio Spurs, I consider them rival. We've had battles back and forth with them and, but we've won most of them. But yeah, I think Dame waits at least waits another six months before he does anything. And then if he does, I think the Lakers are going to be in a good position. But at the end of the day, unless he specifically says, I will go nowhere else but the Lakers, they I think he'll they'll deal with him for somewhere that a place that has plenty of picks, plenty of good assets and we won't get lucky,
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um I think that pretty much rounds out uh this episode. Um, you know, again Sorry, everyone, for last weekend. We didn't keep to the plan, but this uh, kind of fills that gap. Um, You know, so uh, again, you know, really appreciate you all listening on. Really appreciate you joining again, Jonathan, and uh, taking your time to speak on this evening. Um, And obviously we'll have two in quick succession uh, and we'll be back again uh, on Sunday, won't we? Absolutely. Yeah, and um, to round it all out, Jonathan is uh, slowly losing connection. So uh, I'll do the outro now. Go and follow all our socials, uh, LA Lakers UK over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, My personal Twitter is Matt Evans CU. Go and follow that. Jonathan's is Jonathan Kmba He's definitely worth a follow as well. And again, go and drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to share the show with your Laker friends. We really do appreciate that very, very much. And it helps the show grow. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. We'll see you very, very soon.